sheets and giggles, Colin McIntosh. Sheets. Yeah, what what did Chris Cody say recently? He he isn't like the the ooze yeah Colin yeah as the opening chant. That's perfect. Well, yeah. Colin, man, thanks a lot for uh, for taking some time out of your uh, I'm sure very busy uh, schedule right now with uh, the holidays going on to uh, spend some time with us, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 fun because I'm home visiting family and I'm in I'm in Fort Lauderdale, um, and so it's fun to be back home uh in the area where i first started listening to the levitard show and you know in the community and now i get to to hop on with you guys so thanks for having me i'm I'm a big fan and i've listened to a bunch of episodes so it's nice to be on awesome uh so i've got a question for you when did you first get the show uh (laughs) a long time ago i i'm a weird you know i i went to the old poker tournaments at the hard rock when i was 18 uh, back in 2008, when they would host uh, these these poker tournaments, where Stu Gatz would, you know, uh, try to pull some aces out of his sleeves, and uh, I I list I turned the knob to AM 790 on the way to high school when I was a freshman, and they got moved to the afternoon hour by the time I was a junior, and and listened to it on the way home. So um, for me, they they ruined me on sports radio really really early. I still remember Dan's. Um, opening rant about how he wouldn't talk about um, any of the normal stuff. He wasn't going to talk about the Dolphins. He wasn't going to talk about the Heat, the Marlins. You can go to 560 QAM if you want to listen to that crap. Um, and I loved it. Like I was, I was 13, 14, 15 at the time when they first started out. And it was so, even then it was refreshing to me to not just have another baseball tonight, another sports center um, and so really early on, they ruined my entire appreciation of sports and the and sports world and like, and treating it as this cathedral that everyone else wanted me to treat it as. And so, uh, I would, I would say when I was a teenager, I, I was uh, hooked on, you know, getting, getting the show and, and the inside jokes just came after that. Yeah. I, I meant our show, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess sometime in the last year and a half since you guys started. So yeah, no, no uh, the Lauer after our, I was, I was, I was super stoked to see the, the fan shows after, after, uh, you know, so many years of, of following the love charge show. It's cool to have the subreddit and the other podcasts and everything else to interact with fans of the show. Cause I feel like some people you think that you're like alone out there. Like you feel like you're, you know um, you're listening to this void and, and Mike Ryan likes to say all oh, biggest podcast in the world, but he never says the download number, which would be nice as an advertiser, by the way, feel free to let me know the download number, but they always keep that really close to the vest. And, uh, and so it's nice to see that there are so many other people that appreciate the show and, and are willing to do stuff like, like you guys do. Yeah. I would say the Minipod was a good place to just be like, I get, I get what they're going for. I think we nailed it with Mina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Or, or, or Mike Ryan or. What was the best, who was the best show member that came on? Who, who really lit you guys up? Man. I would say Izzy Gutierrez has been mm-hmm. our, the first our, our number yeah. our number one downloaded episode going all the way back to 
his awesome story. And if you haven't had a chance to, to listen to that one, go back through our, our archives, uh, check out Izzy's story. Uh, you can find that on our Apple podcast. You can find that on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, that, that one is man. Fantastic. It, that, yeah. it was such a heavy, heavy story, but God damn, if it's not worth it. He's an inspiring guy. Um, and I was, it was really exciting to me when, when all that stuff came down the pipe a week or so ago, with the show and, and the sheets and giggles um, to see that Izzy, he tweeted out, you know, that he bought a set and I actually, I DM'd him and I said, Hey man, this is really, really cool that you would support, support the company. And he goes, man, I've had these sheets for six months. And he's like, I love them. And I just, I just bought another set today because I heard you on the show. And like, that to me is like the coolest thing where like Izzy, who I, I grew up listening to in South Florida radio Jason Jackson, the Miami Heat radio announcer, you know, former sideline uh, voice for the Miami Heat. These guys are are sleeping on my sheets without me paying them, without me doing anything, without me, you know, sending them the stuff. And that is like the the most bizarre thing in the world to me as a kid from South Florida. It, it, I can't tell you what it what it feels like. And so, yeah, Izzy's is a really cool dude, and and uh, I was really pleased to see that. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of our favorites. Uh, that's that's for damn sure. Yeah, great guy. So, where where are you uh, where are you based out of now? Well, I live in Denver now, and that's where okay. Sheets and Giggles is based out of. Yeah, we're in Denver. Okay. Yeah. So, I've got a personal question for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, as as a person that is uh, born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, better green chili, New Mexico or Colorado? Uh, <laughs> as somebody who's a non-native Coloradan. Uh, I I'll I'll only have to say Colorado because that's all that I know. But uh, I I will probably uh, catch some heat for that for New Mexicans. But um, yeah, no, I I know that it's a uh, it's a little bit of a thing between the two states. And uh, but man, Colorado green chili is fantastic. It's killer. Colin, you have absolutely sheet the bet on this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but there's like eight breakfast burrito places within spitting distance of my front door that have. Absolutely fantastic green chili. So I, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Fair enough. We'll let you slide. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to pass this off to Schweitz joining us from Toronto, Canada. How's it going? Hey, Schweitz. Uh, we're going to play a little episode here of Sheets Tank. I have some uh, product pitches for you. Oh, good. And uh, I wanted to see if you uh, how you feel about some of these. Okay. So my All first right. one. Who am I? Who am I, Mister Wonderful, or who am I playing? Mister Wonderful is right, uh, is a jerk. He is okay. uh, so anybody but him. Natural, yeah. Okay, AR, anybody but him. Okay. Okay, you can be Mark Cuban. I, okay. I, let's let's just go there. Okay. All right. So first one, bed sets with two comforters. See, this oh. is important because I don't want to share with my spouse. So we put two different comforters on the bed, and it's great. But they don't match, so she gets mad. <laughs> so here's the thing: is that I appreciate your desire to want to have temperature control for both spouses. I get it. I see the product market fit. That being said, it's a small percentage of the market. You're going to have maybe 0.5 to 1.5 percent of the market that has the financial capacity for two different comforters for the bed. And for that reason, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Mark, Mark, what, Mark, what about, Mark Cuban, 
Moving. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, how much are you asking for here? Is that coming at the end? Yeah, are we yeah are we getting the amounts or what are we what are we uh, with with the ask? Twenty I think, twenty. I think, I think we need to hear the rest of the pitches here, and then we'll, we'll oh, work yeah. into the uh, into the amounts. All right, number two, reversible sheets. I think sheets <laughs> should be like underwear. I don't want to change mine every day. I just want to flip them over sometimes. Oh my god. Easier to clean, you know, just, I know that cuts into a little bit. You, you sell more when you have to switch them all the time, but I, uh -huh. I think it's an idea. So here's the thing is that bacteria growth occurs with moisture and moisture doesn't baby. care which side, my baby, <laughs> moisture doesn't care which side of the sheet it lands on. Hell it yeah. will it will circulate throughout the filaments of the bed sheet. And so whether or not you reverse the bed sheets, you're going to have bacteria growth, the moisture that you're putting into the bed. You're still going to need to wash them as frequently as you can. And if you put a hydrophobic finish on the sheets to keep the moisture on one side of the sheets, that's going to be a uh, probably a microfiber or polyester, which sheds microplastics into the environment. And for that reason, I'm out. That's the shits and giggles here. Okay, next one. Um, can I get so I have a I have a three year old who's potty training. Uh, can I get sheets that turn blue when he pees on them, like when he pees in a pool? Um, so, I can, so, I, so I can shame him. We already make those; they just turn yellow. I don't know. I don't know what the animation is here. Uh, yeah, do you want the the blue yellow? Is that the the big difference? Just the blue stands out more. He can see that a little bit better. It's easier on the eyes. <laughs> there's less shame um there are there is a really cool hydrophobic uh finish that you can add the sheets that will actually keep the moisture from soaking in to the to the fabric it will allow it to pool on the fabric it's kind of interesting um if that could be blue instead of yellow i could suppose it could be more user-friendly um i'm interested i'm interested I'd, I'd let you make me an offer for 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 that okay yeah yeah okay and uh my last one um irrational fear from 90s movies of people being suffocated with pillows i want a breathable <laughs> pillow that you can actually breathe through so you're not suffocated by your spouse when you make a terrible joke that will be the sheets and giggles pillow coming out in april 2021 Whoa. 2022 so uh yeah Sold. we're, we're right. already on it yeah we're already on it. it will be ultra breathable ultra cooling it will be impossible to suffocate anybody with a pillow in fact that is literally the advertisement angle that we're taking with it where we will be trying to suffocate people with the pillow and it will hopefully not work i mean we're 99 sure that we're not going to kill anybody when we film these advertisements but that's how confident we are in the breathability of the pillow so we're we're on it and and you're welcome to join our venture but that's a great pitch all right i i will take that as a win yeah. so 20 percent my way yeah <laughs> 30 30 70 cob, <laughs> CoB. Yeah. betty play yeah it's betty play all right. <laughs> well, thank you very much awesome bed midler bed midler there's so dude there's so many that's why so the reason I sponsored the show is because I could literally hear them in my brain for the last three years as a daily listener 
Bed Mittler, Betty Play, like all these different things. And I, it was funny. I don't, and sorry, I'm just going off a tangent here. I don't know if I told you guys this, but in 2019, when I was first starting out, right, we shipped our first box in October 2018. So just over three years ago. Mm-hmm. And a, a, three years later, we've shipped over 100,000 boxes. So it's, it's really fun to see the growth. But in, in early 2019, I think I actually sent them like, like a, a dozen sheet sets at their, the Clevelander hotel. And I never heard anything. Back from them Sounds because, familiar. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so um, I've just been o- always so excited for them to like get the product, like understand that like we get the show and like, and do something with them. And, and now it's really funny to hear Jess talk about how much she loves the sheets and to hear Chris do all of his bits about, about sheets and giggles and shiggles. Like I, I, it's a, it's a real dream come true. No pun, no pun intended with the dream come true, but yeah, it's great. What are some of your, your favorite bed puns? Oh man. I mean, if you, so when I first started the company, you should have seen me. It was just like, I would Google shit puns or not even shit. I was Google shit idioms. And then I would just like, I, I own jacksheet.com. Shitty. I own, I own, yeah. You like, like learn some sheet.com. Um, we have, we have uh, like the, on our website, it literally says order some sheet and learn some sheet, like as the two calls to action on the, on the homepage. Right. Um, so I, I, I love all those. I don't like to get too juvenile with it. Like I like to keep it like clever and fun and, and entertaining, um, you know, people who are, who like to go directly to like, you know, like I cheat myself or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm like, that's kind of funny, but like, also like, it's, it's, it's a little cheap. <laughs> Jeanette's like losing her mind over it. She's like, that's the funniest thing she's ever heard in her life. But like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard them all. I, I'm starting to get into the more like tuck puns. So we're going to run a billboard campaign next year. It says go tuck yourself. Ah, um, yes. and we're gonna have that all over the U.S. Like, go tuck yourself, and and it's gonna be by by sheets and giggles. So, tucking um, all night long, yeah, tucking, yeah, tucking all tucking all night long, tucking a like you know like you're yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Like, I'm so excited. We're we're gonna have a billboard in the San Diego airport that says "Go tuck yourself, San Diego." <laughs> and that's gonna be and that's gonna be the welcome back billboard. For the arrivals uh, terminal in their airport, I'm so excited. All so. of here in LA, we will will love that. If if you yeah. you know, that's a great way to promote to Los Angeles our our yeah. bitter rivalry with all San things Diego. and anything San Diego. The few things they have left over there, it'll be great. Um, yeah. For your commercial for this new breathable pillow, may I suggest you know try to get a cameo from this guy, see if he's available. Pillowcase Keenum. Yeah, Pillowcase Keenum. All right. <laughs> Anybody with the, with the name Pillowcase in their name is okay by me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Pillowcase Keenum. So hopefully he doesn't have some heinous background. But uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll buy. I have you know I have cameos from Chris Cody from Greg Cody. I've been planning this whole thing long, long, long in advance. Like I I, I like Greg Greg Cody made a cameo for us in January. That now has fifty thousand views on Twitter that he never thought was going to go anywhere. That I paid him wow. like thirty five bucks for. Yeah, it's great. Maybe you can <laughs> get uh, Adam Sandler's character from The Water Boy, Bobby Duvet, to make a uh, an appearance. Oh, Bobby Duvet, that's a really really good one. 
is your favorite baseball team the uh, Minnesota Twins? <laughs> the Minnesota Twin XLs. Yeah, yeah. That that or uh, I'm trying to think about Sacramento better. California Kings. California Sacramento Hello. California Kings. That's really really good. So we're gonna do a we're gonna do a a promotion next year called March Mattress, which I'm really excited oh, that, about. That's nice. And that yeah yeah, and that's gonna be with uh. I'll just spoil it for you guys. I don't really need to. We're 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 small enough, to, like we're big enough to where we're like poking Brooklyn in the eye, right? Like when you start to do, you know, like a million dollars in sales a month, like the Brooklyn and starts to be like, who the fuck are these guys, right? Yeah. And they start to they start to get old. But like, but we're still small enough to where like they will never hear this podcast and they couldn't give a shit. Um, but we're, but we're gonna, we're gonna actually buy no offense. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just saying that they'll never hear, they'll never hear me, not you guys. I'm saying they'll never, they're not, they're not looking for me. Right. And so, um, like they, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sponsor and I, I'm curious to your opinion on this. We're going to sponsor and pay the least minutes player on every March madness team. So the worst player on every college basketball team will get us sheets and giggles, sponsorship and endorsement because they are the most well-rested player uh and that license let's go men and women's i hope yeah and women's of course and it's called and it's called march mattress and we're gonna do uh do a little little bit with that with the and I'm, i'm trying to incorporate the show too so i'm really excited about that yeah yeah we're we're big fans of that um, yeah. Who's your favorite college kicker, Rodrigo Blanketship? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> His favorite uh, rapper had to be Queen Latifah. <laughs> big fan of Draft Kings. Draft, Draft, Draft. Yes, this is like terrible. This is like loser game. Do you have the loser game show noise that you guys didn't play at any point in the show? Favorite baseball player, Dale Murphy Bed. <laughs> So you're you're a big fan of the uh, Dan Lebedtard show with Steve Cox. Thank you, thank you. Yes, As finally somebody did that. No, you know we've gotten over we'll a million. Off the tongue. We've gotten a million impressions on our Dan Lebedtard tweets, <clears throat> and not one person has said Dan Lebedtard. Not one person. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't want to be the one to make the joke. So thank you, I appreciate. And, and it. don't forget Stu Cots. Stu. It's and, French for the man. Can, can I tweet this out in live time? Do you guys mind if I go on Twitter and just just <laughs> please just credit gonna... credit beep count? <laughs> Dan Lebetard. This has never happened before. With Stu Katz. And don't forget producers Billy Quilt <laughs> and Roy Bedemy. Better me. <laughs> is there anybody else there? Chris Chris Cody is close to Chris Cott as well, but yeah, no, that's yeah. This is incredible. This is incredible. Oh my god! And then, uh, what's your Twitter? Lauer, Lauer yeah. after hours. Now, Lauer amazing. Hours. Dan Levitard with Stu Katz. This is Billy Quill. Better me. Nailed it. Oh my god, dude, this is incredible. I like doing this. I don't like. I don't like uh, the like the rote like form of like a podcast interview. Um, so this is really fun to just like kind of flip out. So I just tagged you guys in that. That's great. It's great idea, so man. 
and yeah, woman. I do. Yeah, I'm, and I'm an action. I like to just like I'm a frenetic energy person, so I like to just kind of kind of go for it and do the thing. Yeah, this is good energy. Like you know, Greg says he's a can-do man, idea man. man Greg Cody. Yeah, so, so 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 sorry. Go ahead, Jeanette. I didn't mean they cut you off there. No, no, no. So so you know, like kind of like the sheet tank idea. We we kind of get the ball rolling, and then you execute. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He's an ideas man. You know, like he's got it, and then you know, seventy thirty split cob. Um, but so my, I was just talking to my dad earlier tonight. My dad went to Nova with, um, with, uh, Arlette, uh, Greg Cody's wife, Arlene, Arlene, Arlene. Um, and, uh, and I was just asking him, I said, so were you, cause, cause Chris has joked that he and I are like long lost brothers because, uh, he said my dad and Arlene had a long, long look at each other during the, the roast, um, and my dad, uh, my dad said that Berlene, uh, was a whiz kid. He said that she, she came in early to law school. She was younger than the, the rest of the class. She graduated early. Um, and he was always very impressed by her and he knew her, knew her well when they were in law school. And, um, it was really cool. It's really, I didn't, I had no idea about that connection until we, we literally, we had sponsored the roast. We had sent the money. We had showed up. We were there. We were all dressed in white. And my dad said, hey, I just saw Greg Cody and his wife, Erlene. Like, I, I didn't realize I went to law school with her. And, I, and like, it's so funny how small how small the world is down here. Yeah, speaking of the roast, uh, they talked about that on the Wednesday uh, hashtag because Miami uh, episode. Uh, and you got absolutely dragged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, now, now's your chance to to rebuttal here. You, the floor is yours, Colin. <laughs> I, I, I will own up to the fact that I was so I, I've got, I've been in front of a thousand people, like, and, and I I've had no problem getting on stage, tech stars, like pitching in front of investors, owning the audience, busting people up, like five minutes, airtight script. That was not the case for this roast. I was like a schoolgirl holding my cheeks the whole time. I was like so excited to be on stage Hell with yeah. like, yeah, like just like with, with, with the guys, with these people that I've been listening to since I was literally a kid. And so I asked Jack, so Jack's, he tweeted at me, um, you know, uh, he just tweeted at us. He just said, Hey, your sheets are the truth. And like, I was like, Oh my God, like Jason Jackson loves our sheets. Like this is incredible. I've been watching him since I was 13. And so I tweeted back at him. We started DMing. And this is literally a true story. He was like, you guys are awesome. I love the brand. I love the, the eucalyptus sheets. Do you just want to sponsor my celebrity roast? And I said, well, who's the, who's the roastee? And he said, well, it's Dan Levitard. And I literally like had like one of these moments where I was like, this is, this is the moment where the company goes from, you know, like our little weird experiments to like a potentially national brand. I was like, this is it. Cause I know the show so well. So we sponsored the roast. It was a, a $20,000 sponsorship. It was a big sponsorship. All the money went to the Ron McGill Wildlife Endowment, um, you know, which was, we were really privileged to grow Ron's endowment. Um, and uh, hell, you know, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. And uh, same note so, too, bro. <laughs> and so uh, when I told Jax, I said, look, this is a big investment for us. This is like a lot of money for a small company. We're a startup. We're a third-year company. 
I'll do it on, on two conditions. One is that I want everyone there to get a set of sheets and I'll happily donate those sheets. And I said, and two, I kind of want to roast Dan. And I said, and I really want to get on stage and I want to be the voice of the audience because I feel like I can be the voice of the audience. And this, this is the true story. I'm telling the full story here for the first time. Like I've never, I haven't been able to get this out anywhere except for my friends and family. And Jack said, look, you know, normally the sponsor doesn't do that. That's really weird. I don't want you to roast Dan. Like that's a really stupid request. Like why? And I said, well, look, here's, I said, here is uh, my pitch at Techstars. You can see uh, I like to be on stage. I'm a funny guy. I'm a ham. And you watch this and you let me know. And my my Techstars pitch is on YouTube for anyone who wants to watch it. And I said, you watch it and you let me know if if I can get on stage. And so he watches it and he texts me back like five minutes later. And he's like, all right, you're going to get on stage and you're going to roast Dan Levitar. And so the initial understanding that I had of this is that I was going to be one of the roastees. So I want to be a little fair to myself. That was my initial understanding is that I was, it was me, Billy Corbin, Ron McGill, uh, Gene Harding. And I think there was one other, uh, one other person initially that was one of the roasties. So that was my initial understanding. Then the week before the roast, I had written all this material. I had all this stuff set up. I got a call from Jax and he said, and, and I, by the way, I love Jax. So he's come to Denver for a heat game. He's treated me to a nice, you know, nice ticket there. And we've gone out to dinner and, um, and so he, he's, a, he's the man, but he calls me and he's like, Hey, so we had a miscommunication. You're not going to roast Dan. You're just a sponsor, but happy to let you get on stage for five minutes. And by the way, the way I'm talking now, you can kind of see how it got out of hand when I got on stage. I'm a talkative guy. I, I like to go on. Right. And so, so anyway, so I get on stage, I'm drunk. I've had like six or seven drinks. I've had to pare down my, you know, my 15 minutes of material. Jack's told me to do 10, 20 minutes of material. That's a lot of material. Dan will tell you it's hard to write 10, 20 minutes of material. And so I wrote like 15 minutes. So I pared it down to like five minutes. But once I got on stage, it just all, I flew out of me. Like I had all the stuff wound up and I think it's actually streaming tonight and people can see I crushed for the first like two minutes and then I just, I just kept going on with these inside show jokes and these, these little things that, that wouldn't make sense to like 90% of the people in the audience and that were made to be streamed and made to be shout outs to the audience and like, fuck Chris Whittingham and like all these, all these different things. I'm I'm joking. I like Chris Whittingham, but like, it was like, you know, like I did these, I did all these different things that were like these little bits. Um, and, uh, and so it didn't work exactly as I imagined it in my head. And I was up there for a grand total of 13 minutes of which I think the first two or three minutes crushed. Um, and yes, Dan did get played off at the end by the band, which was the funniest goddamn thing in the entire world. I, we may me and my, so I, I had 20 tickets to that event. I, my buddy Javi flew in from Los Angeles. He's like the lead Latin American scout for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I had friends from Miami there. I had all these different people there and, and my parents were there and, um, and we all like lost our minds laughing when Dan got played off by the band. Like it was so, so, so perfect like i could not imagine a better ending for for dan's roast than the him to get laid off by the band which was part partly my fault 
yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the whole that's that's partially the roast story. And sorry to drone on for a while, but that's now you know how I did it. So, <laughs> Is your favorite Mighty Duck futon read? <laughs> it's Gordon Bombed. <laughs> Is your favorite uh, cartoon character Betty Rubble? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Betty, yeah, Betty Rubble. That's a good one. That's uh, who's the, who's crushes that? Stugatz's, uh, Stugatz's, yeah, Stugatz's, yeah, Stugatz's cartoon Stugatz. crush. Yeah, Stugatz. All right, Jeanette, go ahead. Okay, so um. You told us earlier that your company is based out of Denver, but you grew up in South Florida. Yeah. So can you provide a little bit of insight as to where, on whose side you fall in, in the blood feud between um, Jokic and his brothers and uh, Heat culture? Yo, so I was at that game. That was the game that Jax bought me the tickets to. So I would literally... I literally went out to dinner with Jason Jackson the night before and AJ who's, who's on the Miami heat uh, uh, video producer team. And uh, we had dinner the night before. And then we went to the game in Denver with my, my girlfriend and I were there and we saw Jokic just shoulder Morris down to the ground. So for me, as someone who was there in the crowd, um, I think that it was like, a really, really dangerous foul that I look, if you're 300 plus pounds, you, you just don't lower your shoulder into somebody's spine. And I say that as someone with a herniated C4, C5, who has disc problems, like who has had to get multiple epidural injections. Like I, and this is kind of, I guess it kind of got too serious for a second with that question, but like, I was pretty blown away by, by the fact that this dude lowered his shoulder into somebody's spine. And I, I don't really care. Um, Mor- Morris could have flicked him in the forehead. He could have punched him in the jaw. Like he could have, you know, slapped him in the face. Like, and I think that lowering your shoulder into somebody's back uh, when they're not looking is it, when you're that size is so dangerous that like it, it warrants um, just incredulity that it, that it could even happen. And I saw it happen in front of my eyes and it was really, it was really gnarly to watch. And I, and, and I, and I didn't like it. So um, for me, like, yeah, I mean, the Morris brothers are, are kind of known for their shitty ass antics. And like, I, as a, as a big Heat fan, like I kind of hate that, like we signed Morris in the sense, like when we brought him on, but like, I, I, it's not like a, he's on my team thing. It's like, a, I saw a 300 pound dude lower his shoulder into somebody else's spine thing. And I was like, I, yeah, I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really irresponsible. So sorry to get too serious for a second. I thought that was really shitty. Okay. So you're still yeah. on, you're still part of uh, I'm, heat Twitter. You're all heat Twitter, heat culture. You're here for it. My two, Excellent. my two teams are, my two teams are the heat and the nuggets. Like I, I was rooting for the nuggets super hard and the nuggets. playoffs, you know, like I, like I love, I love going to games out there. Um, so yeah, it was emotional. Like it was really, it was really, it really bummed me out to, to see that. So um, it, it, I think it hit home because of my, my, my neck problems. It really, mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely something that was, uh, yeah, it was shitty to see. So, but hope, but you know, Jokic sound fairly apologetic and, you know, I, I get the tempers, tempers flare, you know, but, um, yeah, can't, can't fuck somebody else's, you know, or risk fuck somebody else's life up like that. 
Agreed. Um, I wanted to know, so you said that so far you've had fulfilled over 100,000 orders um, yeah. for, for Happy Sheets and Giggles customers. And for every order, you guys plant a tree. Yeah. So where are we planting these trees exactly? Nice, nice background, by the way. She she got trees on her background. I like that. <laughs> and then uh, Mark has me and my friends in the background. That's great. That's that's our first photo shoot ever. Um. <laughs> so uh. So basically, we plant the trees. So we plant a tree for every order. Um. And those trees are planted mostly in Colorado, California, Oregon, uh, and Florida. Um, though those states are not coincidental, those are the states that are hit the hardest from wildfires, um, most years. And so those are the states that need the most reforestation. Um, and I believe so far the trees that we've planted equate to about 3 million pounds of carbon per year sequestered, if I remember correctly. Uh, on that math. So yeah, so those, those are the states we choose. We've also planted a few uh, around the world in, in uh, British Columbia um, and a couple in Asia, like maybe a thousand or so in Asia um, in a particular project that was a uh, high importance to soil erosion. That's awesome. I thought it was going to be like, there's a sheets and giggles grove, like outside <laughs> of Denver. And it's like, yeah. your, it's your logo. You're filling in your logo. That'd be funny because technically we can do whatever we want with that pledge. So like, yeah, we planted the trees. They are making the picture of me, like a headshot of me, like, like in the forest. Yeah. It's a plot of land we purchased that we're currently <laughs> cultivating the trees on. Yeah, no, they're, they're all native trees. They're mostly uh, pine and spruce and um, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. And we, we and the, some of them are mangroves like in Florida and, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really fun to see, uh, you know, I, I've actually been to those plants. I've been to Four Mile Canyon in Boulder, um, where there was a terrible fire in, in 2013, I believe. Um, and uh, I've I've done Earth Days out there where we just plant trees all day. And a single volunteer can plant hundreds of trees in a day, and so it's really fun to be the one financing that. Like it's a, it's an absolute blast for me to be able to start a company that sells bed sheets on the internet um, and be able to have a positive impact uh, while we do it. That's really awesome. So it's a great Thanks. consideration for people that are haven't pulled, you know, haven't gone and ordered their set yet. But if you have, just know that there's a tree on its way to one of these states that really need it and that you're responsible for that. So thank yeah. you for um, shiggling it. Shiggling it. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, I you know, for me, I, uh, I thought, why would I start a company if I can't do something that like can materially help the world? And um, like, it, it just would be a waste of time, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know why I would do that. And so, um, especially if I was selling bed sheets, like that was whole, that was part of the whole bit is that like, if I'm going to sell bed sheets, why am I going to do what Bull and Branch does where it's just going to be like white sheets on a white wall with like a white comforter with a French press coffee placed like ever so precariously on the edge of the bed, right? Like it's all so boring and sterile. And so I, I was really excited to like do something viscerally different with the product and the brand and the, and the mission. Okay. Now that we have you here, we have great audience tuning into this. 
you're the one person that can deliver this for all of us. What is the hack to folding a fitted sheet? Come oh, on, man. Dude. You got to tell us. Dude, so it's easy. So, uh, so I actually have recorded multiple videos that I've never published because I always end up being shirtless when I do it, which is like a terrible uh, way to go about no, setting that, video. <laughs> that's the way to be a, a an influencer. Have you influencer, not seen TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you I not always, see how, how they do it? Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's, it's devastating. It's the culture that we live in. But I so... But so basically it's really easy and I'll, and I'll do it without the fitted sheet, right? Well, I'll do it with my hands. So you take your left hand, you grab one of the corners inside the corner. So like you have the elastic draped over your forearm, Mm -hmm. then you grab another corner with your right hand and you basically drape that you, you take that corner, you pinch it and you put it into the fingers of your left hand where you're holding the other corner. Mm-hmm. And you drape that elastic that you just had in your right hand over the elastic from your left hand. Mm-hmm. So now you have two corners in your left hand. Mm-hmm. You have two things of elastic over your left forearm. Mm-hmm. You reach down, you grab a third corner with your right hand. You bring that corner up into your left hand pinch. You drape that elastic over your forearm. Now you have three things of elastic hanging over your left forearm three pinches of corner in your left forearm. You reach down, you grab the fourth corner, you drape it over you, the same thing. You pinch it into your left hand, you drape the elastic over your left forearm. You have all four elastics. You have all four corners in your left hand, in your left forearm. And then here's the key. You reach into the sheet with your right arm that's dangling below you because it's it's all bunched up in a sense, right? Because you just kind of drape the corners over. And you grab whatever fabric is at the bottom of that like little hole that you've made and you pull it out. And then that basically creates a flat four corner, like a flat four cornered rectangle fitted sheet where you're holding the four corners in your left hand and the other side in your right. You lay it down and you fold it and you're done. And that's the 80 20 way of folding a fitted sheet where it looks good, it's easy. Yeah, this this is ridiculous. It's 2021. We're almost 2022. You put a man on the moon 50 years ago. It should not be this difficult for a fitted sheet. I think this is your opportunity here to create a new invention. Has Mark been here the whole time? I feel like it's Dan in the local hour. Like Dan just comes in like, whoa, like whose voice is that? I spaced on the time I was playing Red Dead Redemption and I looked at my phone. Um, But I feel like this could be another claim to fame you reinvent the fitted sheet because this is the, way too complicated it, it, when when it's on video i can do it in seven seconds i swear it's so it's so easy all these youtube videos complicated so much it's it's just four corners in your left hand and 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 that's the best way i can explain it but i'll, I'll i will shoot a youtube video one day and make fame and fortune by explaining how to fold the fitted sheet but i'm I, i'm a fan of the elastic i don't like the gimmicks i don't like the zippers I don't like the buttons. I don't like the Velcro. I, I I like the elastic. I'm a big fan of the elastic. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you have a pitch for me, have it on my desk by COB tomorrow. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to it. Is your favorite Pink Floyd song Comfort or Numb? <laughs> I feel like Tim Kirchin sensibly giggling at all these terrible bed puns. 
favorite Buns. gold favorite golden girl, Betty White. Betty White. Why are so, you the C why are you the CEO and not the headboard? Uh, <laughs> chairman of the headboard. Yeah. That's good. So what other pun names did you guys think of before you settled on cheats and giggles? That's a great name. It's a great, it's a great, great question. I, um, so I own sunglasses, half full.com. Um, I own work from Rome.com. That's a travel agency. I own uh giraffe carafe.com. That's crafts in the shape of giraffes. Um, I own uh Roman Hemper. Dot com. That's a, a, a wow. CBD oil business. Wow. Um, Jim Rome must be so upset. I, dude, I own, yeah, workfromrome.com is such a good domain. I'm so glad I own that one. Um, and, uh, and so I, the long story short is that I have a fuck ton of pun based domains, literally. So I only own 69 domains, never more, never less. Nice. Whenever I buy a new one, yeah, I have to sell an old one. So, huh. um, yeah, I know. I, I, I always have to part ways with one. It's very sad whenever I think of a new, a new good one, but it really creams the crop. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a really good. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, Long story short is I, I actually analyzed a bunch of different business models for a bunch of different pun-based businesses. And I decided that Sheets and Giggles was my favorite one for a number of reasons. Uh, it's a massively fragmented, uh, huge commodity market with no brand differentiation or loyalty. It's mostly physical retail, uh, largely not brought online with direct consumer. Uh, and it's a low complexity supply chain with no electronics, firmware, software needed on staff. So I was really enamored with the business model. Um, and uh, the main barrier to entry was uh, the amount of capital I needed for a minimum order uh, to get my initial product started. Um, needed about a half million dollars to get the company off the ground in order to produce the first run of sheets. And so I did a Kickstarter in 2018 that raised $300,000, which was enough to start production. Um, and that's how we got off the ground. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, it was definitely a business model play first, but I was really, really enamored with sheets and giggles. I actually thought of the name when I was watching war dogs of miles Teller and Jonah Hill and, um, in 2017 or 2018, yeah, 2017, um, miles Teller's character is selling sheets out of the back of his pickup and the retirement communities keep telling him that no, I don't want these. Why would I buy these? I don't need sheets. It's expensive. Da, da, da. And I got so frustrated with his character. I was like, he didn't do any pricing research. He didn't, he doesn't understand his demographic. He bought all this inventory, doesn't understand what he's doing, doesn't write his You know what? I turned to my ex girlfriend. I said, pause the movie. And I wrote a business plan for a bed sheets company that night. And she's my ex girlfriend because I'm a fucking lunatic with like that sort of thing. And I wrote a bed sheets plan. And that became Sheets and Giggles. So anyway, that's the full story, how I found the company. So, yeah. Mark, you had a question. <laughs> I did. So, sorry I'm late, by the way. Uh, so how is the marketing with the Lebertard Show going? And is it just through Twitter that you're kind of going the, the Lebertard route? Are people very confused <laughs> if you're marketing outside of Twitter? Do you mention the show? Um I, I'm just curious if this has been a success. It's been a huge success. Like I, I like I, I, like I am a little worried about going into the new year with such exuberance, 
because I have re-upped our sponsorship with them. And I'm really excited to go through the new year. We have stuff planned through Valentine's Day with them. Um, I'm a little worried because the initial results have been so good that it's skewing my my judgment on how to how to continue with the with DraftKings and with the Levitard show. Um and I'm also very keenly aware that I love the show. So I'm I'm like very ripe to be like taken off guard by by poor performance, right? Um so and initially, right, we did a spend through like we sponsored the roast. I met the guys. I said I met Roy specifically, and I said, "Hey, Roy, you know, uh, we'd love to sponsor the show. Should I just get in touch with you or what?" And he said, and "Roy's a very quiet guy." And he said, "Yeah, you know, you you can follow up with me." And so I I DM'd him, and he sent me to Mark over at DraftKings, who's been awesome, and um and we set it up for holiday, right? Because holiday is a good time to to bet on you know, a new advertising channel and with what, like what they did with that ad read with Chris Cody, like bumbling over himself, it, I woke up that morning and I, I, I started seeing the Twitter mentions and I, I downloaded the episode. I listened to the episode and I was crying like, like just like big crocodile tears like trying <laughs> to like, like just like process what I was listening to um, on my favorite podcast and, and the traffic went through the roof to sit like the sale. And so, um, yeah, overall it's been killer sheets, giggles.com slash Dan is the website we've set up for the show specifically. It's funny. My head designer, my head, my head of brand management, Jake love Jake. He is, he's incredible. He told me, look, man, this landing page you made for the Levitard show, it's not good. He's like, it's got too much copy. It, it, it's, it, it's not streamlined. Like we need to, to really funnel the traffic towards the website. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, trust me. I said, the, the copy is pure. Like the jokes are going to hit. People are going to love the landing page that we've set up for Dan. And, and it's, it's, just converted like a son of a bitch. Like it's, it's so good because it's so personal. Um, so yeah, I could talk all day about the, the, the theory behind it and, and the why and the, and the, the ROI and, you know, but the bottom line is that I, I'm writing ads for Stugatz, for Cody, for Whittingham. I'm writing ads that no other, in my opinion, no other sponsor that they have ever had or will ever have will have the affinity or the background that I have for the show with like growing up in South Florida and listening to 17 years. Um, and so it, it, I can't just be Casper, right? Where like Stu Gotts is coming on and saying like, oh, hey, bullshit about like these cooling beds or whatever it is like that Casper wants me to say. And Casper's director of marketing doesn't give a fuck what he has to say because they've been given a $20 million budget and they couldn't give a, give a shit about what the podcast partners say. Whereas with me, like, you know, a 20, 30, $50,000 spend is an enormous amount of money for my company. And I've got to make sure that it crushes. And from a personal level, I've got to make sure that like I do myself right. And then, um, then that the show is represented well. And, uh, my, my direct, my head of copy, Chris, 
he could write for Seinfeld and I don't let him touch any of this stuff. It's all, it all comes from me. So it's, it's been, it's been so much fun. Um, and thanks for asking that question because it's, it's something that I've been trying to get out, um, off my chest. I'm, I'm so excited about the, the show. They've always so far. They've always t- done a good job of doing extra. Like, uh, obviously, Oh my God. Talking about you during, during the show, you're not paying for that. And I, obviously you're feeling that with Twitter and, and working with Chris and, I think they people always get their money's worth, and I think you especially are benefiting more than anybody from this recent Chris debacle and everything else. So they always take care of people. So <laughs> I figured you I, were. I, I talked about it on on Reddit yesterday. Actually, somebody said I don't understand why you know they're giving this random sheet company so much so much attention, and and I appreciate that perspective. I think that that's like a totally valid thing. Is like why is this happening? Um, and I just told him, I was like, honestly, I think it's because I met these guys. I talked to Dan for, you know, 15 minutes backstage personally, like about the show and its impact on me and my life and my career. And, um, you know, he thought that was super interesting. He was like very intrigued by like how it infected my, my humor and my sensibilities, um, and, uh, and then, you know, meeting Chris and sitting next to him, watching the fight that night at the hard rock, like, um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, the sponsorship we did for the McGill foundation meeting Ron shaking Ron, like Billy Corbin and I text occasionally, like we literally just text each other. I text him, you know, happy, happy, uh, holidays and like, hope he's loving the sheets and, um, you know, send him encouragement for the work that he's doing in Miami. And like, that's a, that's a real real uh a privilege for you get me. like so, you get like 400 yeah. text messages back there too long and too wordy and he never stops <laughs> so no. so if you guys stream the roast tonight billy actually crushed it on on roast night like he had 20 minutes of pure bliss comedy um and uh and i actually yeah but yeah he he definitely he texted me back he's he's he he's always awake. I text him at 1 a.m. Denver time. He gets back to me at 3 a.m. Miami time. Like it's really, it's, it's really fun. Um, and Jax is, Jax is the same way. Like I text Jax and he gets back to me, dude, for a Miami kid who grew up watching Dwayne Wade and, you know, LeBron being 20 years old when LeBron came to the heat, like it's, it's, I can't tell you what it means to me to be able to, to personally have a relationship with, with some of these guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you ever been tempted to text uh, Billy Corbin? You know what? David Sampson was right. Dude, he was no. right with all the stuff so, he did. So Billy and I, Billy and I had a moment at the at the roast about that where I said, dude, I wish Samson was here. He's like, dude, if Samson was here, I would have gone on for another 20 minutes. Like, like we like we I had I had a whole bit written for David Sampson where I was gonna go off on him and then end it with David. I paid $20,000 to get up here and hijack my own, my, like, like our own event to rip you. Like that's quantifiable hate. Like that was going to be like part of, part of my roast. Um, and it's not as funny when I don't have the whole thing leading up to it. So that sounds pretty brutal and in isolation, but, um, like, yeah, Billy, uh, Billy and I both share that kind of healthy, distrust of Samson. And uh, I've actually seen David Samson jogging on the streets of my neighborhood in South Florida. And I've wanted to yell out at him, but I've, I've kept my composure. Um, so uh, yeah. How did, yeah. how did you see him? He's so little. Uh, 
Well, he had $1.2 billion dragging behind him and a big banner that was just kind of floating in the air. So it was pretty easy to spot him from the street, you know? Just oh, he, two, it's 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 a 1.2 billion with two middle finger emojis on either side of it. So yeah, it was pretty with the bus. Spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking dude, I can't. I I actually had a bit about that where I I said I, at the roast I said, you know, David and Dan used to butt heads, but since David retired, they've really become good friends. And I guess David is just naturally attracted to anything that embarrasses South Florida for 20 straight years. <laughs> that's really good that's really good see i was funny at the roast that is a good one-liners i had a good time not everybody else had a good time but i had a good time <laughs> so this question comes from uh from capo uh are your sheets strong enough to aid in a prison escape <laughs> that sounds like someone who has read our about me page so if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash about you will read a fake founder story about how colin tried to escape from prison and couldn't because the cotton sheets kept ripping uh as he tried to escape no escape his cell was that is that the story or no i think we have the one right now up with the island where the cotton sheets were not breathable enough to create a sail that could help us escape the waves that were lapping upon the deserted island shores. So um, I, I wrote these fake founder stories with Chris, uh, who's my head of content, because I, I was so sick of listening to the How I Built This podcast with, with Brooklyn and or whoever it was. And I, I have, a, by the way, I, I rip on them, but I have a healthy respect for the business that Brooklyn has built. But the founder goes on How I Built This and he's like, oh, my wife and I, we stayed in this hotel and we were like, oh God, we love these sheets. And then we looked up how much they cost and they cost an arm and a leg. And we thought there has to be a better way. And so that's why we founded Brooklyn. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You didn't found a company because you stayed in some hotel and like, you like the sheets, like that's crazy. And so I've always thought that like, that was like a really, and so I've always wanted to make fun of that. And so my founder story is almost like a parody of that, where it's, you know, oh, he was in prison and he couldn't escape his cell. He was on a deserted island and the natural cotton that grew on the island could not get out, out from the waves. Like, um, there's a bunch of them that we've rewritten. And so anyways, the answer is yes, they would be strong enough to escape a prison cell um, and strong enough to hang yourself if you were so inclined. Uh that took a really that. dark turn. Yeah, yeah. Wow. sorry, sorry. If you were wow. so inclined, there were the tensile strength is through the roof. So I just, you know, it, we, we do a lot of QA testing. So I, I don't know, you know, but human weight, but yeah, it's it's pretty strong. So yeah, at least for repelling down the wall. Avoid the hanging part. Sorry, that's ter- that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Um, Colin, thanks a lot, man, for joining us. We, we really appreciate you for, uh, for taking some time and, uh, hanging out with us. And yeah. also for creating the laughter, the club promo code that one night that, uh, Jeff sent out that tweet. You didn't have to Dude. do that, but we appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 you know, our social media manager, Carl is super on it and, uh, but I, I mostly do Twitter. Um, and so it's really fun for me. Um, just to have my own little playground out there on Twitter. Um, And uh, I saw that promo code, Laughter After Hours, and I was like, 
yeah, why doesn't this exist? So, so I made it for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's sick, man. We, we really do appreciate the plug. Uh, let, let's go ahead and give it up for Colin here in the chat on three. One, two, three. Thank you, Colin. 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 Just as offbeat and awkward as the show would have it. That was really lovely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's a gaggy. It's a gaggy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.